welcome to season seven of I Change the Narrative, a podcast for and about Black men's inspiring, supporting, and empowering Black men and Black boys. Today, we're celebrating our friend, Oliver James. Before we start the conversation, I want to ask our guest to tell us about himself and the work that he's involved in that lends itself to the topic on today. Uh, my name is Oliver James uh, from Southern, uh, Southern California. And at the moment, I'm currently teaching myself how to read on TikTok is my main platform. Um, I went viral for pretty much telling everybody that I struggle with it at 35 years old now. And pretty much it's been that journey ever since. Thank you so much, Oliver. So according to a report by the National Assessment of Educational Progress, Black boys have the lowest reading scores of any racial or gender group. We believe at I Change the Narrative that African-American boys should be given every opportunity possible to develop literacy-based skills and immerse themselves in the joys of reading. So it's important to close the Black boy literacy gap. And that's why we're having this conversation. And um, this is important to I Change the Narrative to highlight um, persons as yourself, Oliver. So again, welcome to I Change the Narrative. Oh, thank you for having me. We're going to make some changes. <laughs> yes, we are. So my first question for you is, it took 34 years for you to learn how to read. As you said, you started out at 34. What was the impetus, impetus behind recording your journey um, on teaching yourself how to read in front of the world um, by or through TikTok, Instagram, and X, formerly known as Twitter? Um, you know what? This might sound real silly to you, but I don't know what that word means. <laughs> okay. No problem. Impetus <laughs> means the reason behind what sparked um, okay. what, what pushed you. Oh, well, you know, there was many different things that pushed me. Uh, I would say a real big one that would be a big chunk would be my son. Um, having a newborn and seeing that development and understanding that I won't be able to be a part of that at certain parts of his life, you know, his schooling, his doctor appointments, you know, certain things like anything, it doesn't matter. I won't be able to do it, even when it comes to taking care of him in general. Reading plays a big part in that. And I started to see I'm like my parents weren't present as much as they should have been because they didn't know how to read. So they couldn't connect with me in a way that they should have been able to because of their intelligent level wasn't there so they just pushed me off to learn on my own and that's just kind of how it was i didn't want that same thing for my kids absolutely wow so the first reason was your child that is mm -hmm. that's awesome because that is a way um that we communicate with our children is through you know reading as you said mm -hmm. um in one of your videos you noted abuse in elementary school talk to us about that prison uh, it was, it was not abuse when I was going through it. It was okay. just normal life. So it was, mm -hmm. it's really hard for me to understand even what abuse is because I can see now what an abuse victim goes through. It's, it's a denial. It's a, it's a truth. It's, it's a, it's a, you're hiding it. There's so much going on there, but technically I was in elementary school and I was beaten by my elementary school teacher. Uh, it was stated as restraining. That's what they stated it as. So in my mind, it felt like it was 
okay to be done because it was restraining. It wasn't like beating me up. But when you turn, you know, 34 years old and start reading and start figuring out that, hold on, no one should have put their hands on you and choked you and slammed you. And didn't I'm just like, yeah, I was eight years old. I was a child. And to kind of put those things together now, it's just being pieced together. Like as we speak, like I'm just now figuring out, like I was not an adult, but for some reason, abuse victims, you think you're the same age as the abuser when you're getting abused. When I was eight, I thought I was 40. I didn't think I was eight years old until I turned 35 years old. And I'm realizing I'm like, I was just a little kid. He was beating up a little boy. I'm like, oh my gosh, I thought he was beating up a 40 year old because I thought that's what the world I lived in. Wow. Yeah. So let me ask you this. Where were your parents at this time? You know, it's hard because everything was hidden in some type of long and big word. You know, so when your parents aren't educated and they come and say, hey, we're just going to be making sure that your kids are being uh, subdued and restrained in a very proper way. So, you know, you know, you know, those words they use on your parents. So when you go to tell your parents, like, hey, mom, they're like choking me and doing and they're like and then the mom goes to talk to the, to the school. They're like, no, no, ma'am, we're just we're just making sure that he's sitting still. So we might put a light hand on his shoulder or it's not being told the truth. The teachers are lying to the administration, the administration's getting the information and passing it to my mom. And then I'm technically quoted as what? The bad kid. So who are they listening to? Some eight-year-old kid who's technically the bad kid or everybody else or the adults. That's kind of how I went. Wow. What other challenges do you remember that came along with not knowing how to read? Uh, let's just say this. Um, identity crisis. So Right now, I'm going through an identity crisis now, but I can understand I was going through one then, too, because I had to I, I had to make up ways to survive in the world. One of the ways I can tell you is just think of like if I go to another country. Right. And their stop signs green. I would drive through it thinking it was go because I know by the color, not by the by the by the words. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? So like just think of how the world would have to have been for me, knowing that I make mistakes like that. And then I would have to just justify it with like, eh, whatever. Like, it's like, that's not whatever, man. Like, you might have just called an accident or something like it's like, eh, whatever, because I had to make myself kind of believe that this is how my world is. And I, it's OK. Like, don't worry about it. But when you start reading, you you can see that you live in a world that wasn't a, 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 like a real world, like a functioning world. You kind of it was made believe it was invented by a young child right. who grew up in it. You know, it's like lying, cheating, stealing. Right manipulating it's like why is all that there is like because the child taught himself <laughs> that's right. why yeah wow you said in one of your posts that a book was something that was not available to you before help us to understand that well it's hard because books are like a society in like in some way or think of like a, a social group right. so you know does a technically does an ugly person have access to the beauty society, you know, or do they call them the ugly person? Do they, they get to fit in? Does the, you know, they no, you don't really get in there unless you fit like the other people. So I wasn't a reader. I didn't fit with the readers in the, in the image. So how was I going to get access to it? No one was really like, Hey, you need to go read. You look like somebody who wants to read. They're like, no, they're judging me by how they look at me. Mm -hmm. You know, they don't know anything about what was going on. So if I don't know, 
about books and everyone else doesn't know, how am I ever going to have access to it? I don't even know the magic behind it. I don't know nothing about it. And no, neither did anybody else I was around. So books would have never came to me for some reason. You know, I fell into it and got one book and decided to start reading it. And I understood the power behind it. Wow. Yeah, there is a lot of power behind um, that reading. Yes. Um, <laughs> so I like how you said in another um, one of your posts. We're not dumb. We just fell behind a little bit. So for the young boy who is listening, for the parent that is listening, who's frustrated by teachers, frustrated by their child, explain that idea. Well, it's hard because people can't see their flaws when someone else is going through it. Mm. So you got to really look at yourself and realize like, when you see someone struggling, like, all right, well, what do I struggle with? Because I'm not struggle free. I'm human. So there's something I, it's, it's a relationship, it's friendship, it's health, wealth, whatever it is, you know, hygiene, it could be anything, sleep, something you're struggling with. So why don't you focus on that and go tackle that and see how hard that is while, you know, you're going through life and then come back and let me know how it is. Because I can promise you, once you start focusing on the thing that is wrong with you, you you'll see how hard life could be when you're trying to learn something new and move through like move forward in a direction of growth in any possible way wow yeah you got to see it and it's hard you really need to see it like the kids need to be told it like you know like hey like praised every day like hey you know like you you don't want to read today you know i'm proud of you like why because i'm happy that you're just showing up just showing up thinking about reading like come on back tomorrow we ain't gonna read today we're gonna get some we're gonna hang out like why because you're just in the, you're in the world you're right. in the reading world it's a struggle you ain't you ain't have to read you ain't read all week but guess what you hung you hung out here all week in the library it's cool with me come back next week you ain't got to read another week just keep hanging around here them books gonna call you you're gonna figure it out but that if the kids there if people are showing up like that's that's intelligence yeah, that's 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 it. You don't need nothing else. You know, the kid don't even know need to know how to read right now. By the time they're 30, they will get it just by hanging around it. You know, right. like we learned to walk. You ain't, ain't nobody really teach you. You just hung around it. Right. Yeah. So how has the lack of reading influenced some of your life decisions, such as relationships, jobs, um, getting your license? Um hmm. And most of all, you're healing because this is a new perspective yeah. on a non-traditional way of healing. And that is and and that's interesting to me to look yeah. at it that way. Yeah. It, um, I don't know. You know, it, this is it's hard to even answer that question. Sometimes I get caught up on it because I, I don't completely understand. Can you ask right. a question one more time? Yeah, no problem. And I, you know, I just want to applaud you for, you know, asking me. I don't really understand that. Or, you know, that's that's very um, big of you. <laughs> and it takes strength because, you know, black men are usually not um, expressive in that nature. Hey, can you help me understand this? I don't understand what that means. That there's no admittance at times. Um, yeah. I mean, so my question was, how has not knowing how to read influenced your life decisions as an adult? 
Yeah. Okay. That's what I said. I knew I got. See, that's what. And thank you for that as well, because it, no it does take a little bit to get it sometimes. I understand. It's it's oh, it's 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 hard to express because I've been wanting to answer these things for so long. Because when you don't know something, you can't express it. I wish people could understand that. So I only have a little bit that I can let out with, with what my brain can actually handle. And I would just say I lived in, if I can give you an analogy, think of everyone seen Frankenstein, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, everybody's seen like Pinocchio, you know what I mean? Like these movies where you need to gain some type of knowledge in your head because you, you're not aware of something like you're, you're, you've been, you know, you, you, you're just, you're, you're, you're lost. Your brain is just, it's, it's just in the clouds. It's not really in a place of understanding something. Right. When I started reading, I started to understand, but understanding is scary. So I think people need to understand that as well. And it's going to really open up people's minds to understand that I'm in a lot of pain because I learned to read, because I learned what you know. I learned what the world is. I learned what it really has to offer. And knowing that I only know what I know now, there's more I need to know. So that's painful even more. When you don't know how to read, you think that's it. Mm. Like that's the world that exists. But obviously I don't live in that world no more. So I'm completely like, what was I living in for 34 or five years? You know, it right. completely has changed my whole perspective on every belief I have from the way I treat women to the way I treat kids, to the way I see plants and animals, to the way the sky looks, the way the air breathes, like everything's different. It doesn't, it's not the same once I started to learn to read. Wow. Yes. You're, you're providing us with um, some new perspectives that, you know, I just can't seem to understand your comment. You said you, you, you started to understand plants different and women different. Mm -hmm. It's so, it's fascinating. The things that I've realized even about like the mm -hmm. disconnection between women and men and certain, just knowing now, like a woman doesn't even exist. She's been a character made up in our minds. And then we're trying to figure out what is a woman? Does a woman know what a woman is? Because a woman's been told what a woman is their whole entire life. So I sit there and I'm like, I only know what a woman is by what I've been told a woman is, not by what a woman told me she is. And that 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 awareness of knowing, I'm like, how was I ever going to find out? How is a woman to ever find out what she is when the moment she's born, she's a woman? She's not what she wants to be. She's already a she. Like, like in my mind, I'm like, I never thought about any of these things. And when I started learning how to read, I'm like, has a woman ever thought about that? I mean, because I've always had, in, you know, encounters with a woman and she played a role as a woman. But I'm like, what would she want to be if she had a choice to choose? Would she want to be a he? You know, what I mean, like maybe she want to be anything she wants. I'm like, but she ain't got no choice. Right. You know what I mean? So I'm thinking that in my head. I'm like, if she ain't got no choice, then who are you really dating? Like, you know, who are you with? And I'm like, she's not even who she should be. She's just who someone chose her to be. You know, like it's, I don't know, it's really rough. So those things in my mind play deep with all these different things that never did before. And now I, that's why I tell a lot of people it's painful because before, why well, think about her? I just want to think about her the way I think about her. And that pleased me. Right. But, you know, like that was the ignorance of my mind when I didn't read. Now it's like I think about her to please her, you know, mm. so it's, it's totally different. Wow. As you reflect on your life, what does breaking the trauma now mean to you? Uh, you know, I tell you, it's it's chaotic. 
it mm. means chaos. And, and I could give people, you know, some type of clarity on where they are, but maybe being honest, it gives them clarity. Chaos. It means chaos. Like there's no, there's, you have to find peace within it. Like it's some weird way to explain it, but I understand now that once I've opened the chambers within my brain, mm-hmm. there's, it's chaos. It's complete, it's complete chaos. And it's, it's the power of the human brain. Everyone has the gift or in some way to open it up, but it's it's chaos. It's complete chaos in my brain. And I understand that. Do you just imagine yourself sitting in the middle of a tornado, but being calm while everything is spinning around you and moving around the earth like that? Like, you know, like that's exactly what it feels like once you learn something like this. Like your brain is it's all it's all new. <laughs> it's all new information. So it's chaos. It's like, what is this? What is all this information? I have no idea with 99% of the things that I have information about why I have it. Hmm. Weird. So as you're learning to read, what's next for you? Different languages. (laughs) Different Different languages. languages. Yeah, I think that would really spark like a flame in me Mm -hmm. because I reading for some reason, the best way to explain it, you ever hear someone say like you wished for to be where you are now when you were wishing for it? Yes, yes. Well. I can see now I'm wishing to know I can go to like five different countries and speak languages fluently. But all of that is a strong possibility. It's only like not going to happen if I don't do it. But if I do it, I will speak those languages and I will go to those countries and these things will happen. But when that comes, I'll be in more chaos because I'll know I'll know more about my brain. So I won't be able to live like this right now thinking about it. I'm like, yeah, let's go when it comes. I'll, if you interview me in 20 years, I'll be speaking five different languages and you'll be like, why, where's your brain? I'm like, I, I'm sorry I learned the languages. Like, why? Because now you learn different, different uh, information. There's information in those languages. There's 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 pain in that language. There's there's happiness. There's sadness. Mm. When you look at African-Americans speak, I can speak with another African-American like we're doing now. And even though we're speaking professional, we know deep down inside our tone speaks with a different tone they're gonna know you don't see us don't know there was two black people speaking here because right. no matter what it, it rings you can't you no matter how professional you are i can hear the black in you i know what's in there so it's like that that that's 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 music it's 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 it's, it's addictive music. somewhere you know so like people need to understand if i learned another language when i learned how to speak proper I started to speak a language that wasn't part of the language I was in. And I learned the information in that language. I learned the pain in it. I learned the the, the mm. lying in it, you know? So think of like, I didn't have to lie when I spoke in my own language, my own person. When I went out into the world and had to get a job and do certain things, I had to tighten up and be someone different. So I immediately learned what lying is in a world of a different language. I'm like, wow, in this language, you got to lie a lot. You know what I mean? Like I realized you know, in that those things, that's why I realized, like, if I start learning new languages, you're going to learn the pain behind those languages, their manipulation, their cheating, their lying ways, everything that goes in their language. It's in there. Right. You know, like, that's how you learn slang. You'll learn the pain and all that slang. You'll learn all of it. You'll learn everything that goes behind it. Absolutely. That's, that's when I start to see. I'm like, I want to learn languages. <laughs> I think that's awesome. I, I just want to go back to one one something that I'm trying to understand. And I know others will try to understand this, wrap their heads around this. How did you get through high school, middle school Mm. without reading, without? I did. 
Yeah, I didn't. Like, I wish people would get it. I didn't. I, I, would, I would get expelled and not be in school for like three years. And then all of a sudden I'll come back in a higher grade. Wow. <laughs> I would get expelled in ninth, come back in 12th. <laughs> like, like, I'm like, all right, whatever. I've been on homeschool and these bad schools for like two, three years or whatever they have me in. I'll be missing school. Just I, I wouldn't even be in it. It'd just be I'll be out for like a month and then another month I'll be in like a bad school for like six months. Then they'll send me to another school. But in those bad schools, there ain't no grades in those schools. You're right. just in classrooms with a bunch of kids and they different grade levels. So when you get sent back to your normal school, which they did, and I thought they did it honestly, in my mind, I thought they did it because I started to become a better student. Like I started to be, behave better because they mm. say if you behave, you get mainstreamed into your normal school. Now right. I behaved a little bit better, but it wasn't enough for them to put me back in mainstream. So they mm -hmm. put me back in my normal school, my senior year, so I can graduate. Cause I can't graduate from those other schools. I don't think, I think I had to graduate from my normal school and my, my, to get, to get out of that school, like documents, you know what I mean? Like you have to leave right. out of your school, your main school. So I went back to my main school, my senior year, graduated. I didn't do anything. I didn't even go to class. I never went to school. I literally showed up to like my, my diploma, like to get my diploma. And that was it. I skipped the whole year, never been to school, the whole senior year. And then just showed up one on time to get graduate and they hand me my diploma. They never questioned it at all. <laughs> so I'm taking it. They never even questioned your parents as well, right? Yeah, they not. Me and probably many other people. Or maybe they did, but maybe my mom was like, I don't care. Like maybe she was. I have no idea. And we were talking back in 2006 when I graduated. Mm. So have you have you talked with your mom about all of this that you went through and you know what's that conversation like you know it's it's hard because for mm -hmm. a long time i wasn't intelligent enough to have the conversation with her so now i'm realizing that i've become different than them you know not in a good or a bad way just different and i realized i've always been different so what i speak is still foreign to my family they it, it could be they're still might be stuck in like you know minds of a slave i think because it's just like don't speak like this or don't do this. And I'm like, I'm not, I'm not your kid. Like I'm not, I know you think you're my mom, but you're not my mom. I know you think you're my dad, but you're not my dad. You're just some person acting as that. I'm a full father. I know I'm not a dad. I'm just acting like it right now, trying to figure out how to make this thing happen. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, so in my mind, I'm like, you can't make me believe that I'm stuck in something that I'm not. And I think that's the place that I'm at right now. My mom is very open and she's gotten out of herself and she has, opened up into new ways like thinking looking at it from a different angle like right. my mom and family and don't kind of see trauma they don't see hmm. what the things that they did as a problem they don't they don't know it completely yet so it's hard to get it into their head and and, and to do that that means they have to accept it and accepting that can be hard you know they're it's everything i started to do started to make them look bad in their mind and they don't it's beyond them and they just think i'm like no it's that's your that's you inside being you're in pain because of the things that you couldn't control right. you know what i mean like and, and, and let it go we got to move forward stop holding on to the little person so my mom has accepted it my father i can't even tell you where that's even at i don't even know what that is um sisters starting to get it you know brother definitely's had it from the beginning my brother has understood me from the beginning he didn't have no issues with it right. but when you, I started learning how to read, I started to challenge my my life. You know, mm. there's no reading in my life. There's no, there, you know what I mean? Like I started to become the weirdo, start to become the crazy person, start to become the oddball. That's what I started to become to the people in my family in some way. Like he's not, he's not doing right. 
you're looking sick like that person i'm like no i'm doing amazing i'm eating healthy i'm changing my life i'm seeing things for what it really is and not for what you you know not for what you see it like it's for what it is like i want to be healthy i want to be alive i want to live so yeah and you know to break it all down my only my mom is the only one i can say right now that's kind of just like i i get you but i don't get you i just wish you the best type thing like keep going <laughs> wow Wow, that's very honest of you. Thank you so much. Um, my last question, what do you think educators, teachers can do or do more of to prevent our black boys from reading failure? Uh, see them for more than what you see them for. Like I've noticed even being around people, they have their ways and people wanna put their ways on people. You go around black teachers, they want to act like, can you know, like they say, quote unquote, black. When I started to act educated, I started to lose my black, some people would say. And I'm like, how do you lose black? It's the reason why you're stuck in this way now. And it's really important that we start to shape what black really is. Yeah. Like, you know, like stop trying to take on what people done told you. We brown. We're not even black for one. So if you want to start changing, change our color. You could do it. Say, hey, every single black person say you brown now. So we can at least start with a fact. You know, I'm like, hey, I'm brown. Okay, every person's brown. Then we can start there. And then you can at least see facts, see them for what they really are. So I would like teachers to see kids for what they are. They're human beings. They're, they're, their minds are your old mind. Remember your old mind? Your old mind was in development. It wasn't what you... What people thought it was so everything the, the the following the girls you dated the car you liked you remember everything was not what it was when you hit the age you are now you're like all right that was a little person's mind i'm like so now you need to remember that that little person's in that mind so every day you show up you got to show up with the energy of this person is going to be learning mode it's going to be disrespectful back talking not want to do everything's a learning situation it's not to be taken with your uh, uh, uh your uh, uh emotions you need to be emotionless to these kids like you need to understand like no there's no emotion but the one of love if that one's there try your best to hold that one in there but any other emotion if you get frustrated when a kid's frustrated you're wrong if you got mad when a kid got mad you're wrong it don't matter you wrong you you if you if you if it's happening to you quit your job now because you emotion those emotions should not be in play with children children are there to test your emotions all the way i did it and i got and i tested them and every one of those people showed me what they really were they were weak emotion people that's what they were deeply weak people and now i'm sitting here again being strong as hell like i always been telling people like you took my reading from me i'm about to get it back now every day so i want teachers to know that you know what i mean like these kids that you messing with they're going to grow up one day and, and and show their real true self so watch how you're treating them Watch how you're hurting them. Watch how you're talking to them like they're not human. Hold your emotions back and, and allow them kids to express. You know what I mean? Like, don't get in it. They cuss. You don't be like, ah, you don't yell. You exercise. Hey, how you learn that curse word? Like, what? How many more you know? Yeah. Like, I'm like, all right, well, tell me a couple. Like, why, why are you doing that, sir? I'm like, because uh, you're going to curse. You're going to do these things. I need to, I need to know that you, you at least you have a place to do it at. Let's curse the right way. Let's exercise how these curses need to come out. Who they for? Don't get mad at them. Don't break them down. You know, and that's the thing. Like the, the teachers and the human, the adults forget when they were kids, they were just exercising. Now you're a full adult and you're like, ah, I'm good. I know how to make this work. I'm like, yes. Yeah. Especially if you had good guiders, but our black kids don't get that guided. 
they get you back talking me or you doing you know how to don't be doing that don't they no they just growing showing and growing let them do that and then the best way to show them not even for teachers and for mothers is for you to become exactly what you want them to be you want to see them reading then you need to read every day so they mm-hmm. need to see you read for a whole year and then they go oh mom why you do that like what do you mean do what that read that and i'm like oh no come stay here i'll show you why i do it like because that they're always watching you i'm a 35 year old man still looking for my father to be a father we're all all of us are you know us black men are all looking for the same damn thing so i'm like i'm out here being a father like man i need a dang father <laughs> get me one I'm like, and I'm like, it's hard for me to be one because I'm still looking for one. So that's why I'm trying to tell people like, man, we got to really double down and understand like you may not get the thing that you need to give to your kid. Same thing with teachers. You may not get, you won't, yeah, you was bad in school and they treated you like crap and they might've did, you can't do that. You see what it did to the, to your mind. Your mind needs therapy now because of it. Mm. No matter if you're a teacher or not, let's not give therapy to these kids. Let's give them therapy in the school. Teach them the right way. Talk to them the right way. So teachers, I really get big on that, especially for the African-American community, because those teachers know exactly what I'm talking about. You emotionally connected to those kids because those kids be know how to get to your emotions. They disrespect you. They treat you like they treat you. And you feel like they trying you and they not. They're just kids. They can't try you. They don't even know who they are. And I think teachers need to see that. That wish if they see that, then these kids will be healed when they get older because they had someone who was resilient to their their ways. You need someone who can show them the way, show them like, hey, I don't get emotionally entangled with you, young man. How do you do that? So now when they go in their lunchroom and get in a situation, they walk the hell away from it. Why? Because they learned how to not be emotionally entangled with people. They seen their teacher and their mom do it and their sisters. Now they walk away from it. So, you know, I wish those are deep things I wish teachers would see. But the emotions is what driving these kids to what they are. They are. They need people who can hold the resilience to emotions. When a kid says, I hate you, teacher, you go, I love you, too. How many teachers are going to do that? How many teachers are going to sit there calm and be like, I love you, too. I'm leaving. OK, well, you're more than welcome to come back. As soon as you get mad out there, come on back through that door. It's like, how many? How many people have that? Not many people have those teachers, especially in the African-American community. And most of those white teachers don't even know how to teach the black kids because of their really raw, raw ways. I was one of them. They didn't know how to handle me. I was too much. It was too, too aggressive, too much for them. You know, they couldn't handle that. I'm scaring them. Right. Yeah. Do you think teaching is in your future? You know, possibly. I don't rule nothing out. But if I did, it would probably be in a school that I built <laughs> or something like I'll be honest with you. I love it. A school that I built. <laughs> yeah. I hope you all have enjoyed this conversation. Oliver James, thank you so much for blessing I Change the Narrative. Um, I'm just, I could just keep on listening. We could just go on forever with this conversation. But that is our time. Um, Do you have any any causes that you're involved with that um that promotes reading or what what can we do because i think i know you're asking for some books you want people to send books your way how can they do that or talk to us about that really quick um in the at the moment actually currently what i'm working on right now is my motivational speaking career and i'm trying to get into schools and speak to kids so right now i'm really that's what my main focus is if that's something like if they're students um i mean uh 
teachers or any type of organizations that, that are out there that want to have me come speak to their students and get in front of the kids and actually maybe open their minds up to a different perspective. Talk to them about the things that uh, they can go through and grow through with their reading struggles and they got going on. I'm definitely looking to get into that. I think that's something that's going to help change a lot of lives. And uh, yeah, that's what I'm on actually right now. So if that's something that people can actually look toward if they were like, hey, you can email me and I can definitely set up some feasible stuff, especially when it comes to schools. You know, it's, while I'm in the beginning of my speaking stages, I can definitely probably get in there for some free stuff for people. So it would be really cool if that would happen. Awesome. How can they connect with you? Tell us. Uh, well, I have my um, Instagram, Oliver Speaks One, and I also have my TikTok, which is everyone really follows me on there for the reading journey. And that's at Oliver Speaks One as well. And then I have, I have Twitter and YouTube, YouTube at Oliver Speaks One as well. And that's with number one, not like the word one. I don't know if people know that, but I just I know me. I'm like, I, I would push like the word or something. <laughs> right. Well, Oliver, that is our time. So I want to thank you um, for highlighting your experiences through your reading journey. Um, providing your expertise as far as um, your your trauma and the pain that you have felt um, as you go through this journey. Um, and lastly, for keeping your commitment by being a part of the show. That means a lot. Um, for merchandise, visit ichangethenarrative.org. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you all for being um, a part of our season seven um, this is our first episode, so thank you. Um, don't forget to follow us on TikTok, IG, and subscribe to our YouTube channel at I Change the Narrative. That's all one word. We've added a weekday pop-up segment, so we will see you soon. Thanks for listening. <laughs>